Hello and welcome back to What's Occurring. It's been a while, but I thought as it's the beginning of a new year, we'd better wrap up what has happened in this year because, let's be honest, a lot has happened. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by some guests. Today, two friends of mine to wrap up the year in news, sport, media and just about everything else. Uh, So, first of all, I'm joined by Caden. Hello. Hi, hello. How are you? Very good, thank you, Thomas. How are you? Not bad, not bad. And also, I'm joined by Rob, who I'm already not happy with because he's had a lot of sound problems. Yeah, I have, yeah. Mm. You know, it's only taken us 20 minutes to get here. Gone very quiet, Rob. Right, has everyone got lots of answers prepared? Be honest. Yes. For most of them. Um, not, Not too many. Okay, moment, that's but... not that's not filling me with confidence, but uh, basically the way we're going to do this, because I thought we'd make it fun and competitive, Lovely. is to do it like awards. So we're going to go through, you know, politics, sport, you know, TV, films, you know, everything, and give out some awards. And based on what has happened in the year 2021, then we've got some predictions for 2022 as well. Uh, so shall we get started? with we'll start with cabinet minister of the year has anyone got anything for that i have go on caden so i went for rishi sunak because i think he did a nice job with the budget and the furlough scheme and he hasn't had too many massive gaffes like everyone else and also i read through a list of the other ministers and none of them have really done much um, apart from the health minister, and um, obviously not, not going to go there, are we? So Rishi Sunak's the final answer. <laughs> that is that is fair because the thing I discovered with this award was like there really aren't many answers, are there? Like, no, they're not. Yeah, there's not many good cabinet ministers, and I think that is kind of testament to this government, isn't it? But there we are. Yeah. I went for the education secretary, Nadim Zahawi. But not really. Oh, for what so he's I thought you said Gavin Williams then. <laughs> no, no, that is that was one of my highlights of twenty twenty one. Actually, I bumped into Gavin Williamson. That was an no interesting. Way. He's a he's a strange man. We'll leave it. The at exam that. ruined it himself. Yeah, <laughs> he is odd. Um, but no, I chose Nadim Zahawi because he's education secretary now, but he used to be the vaccines minister. And obviously, I think we kind of all forget that a lot of the stuff on the vaccine rollout was done this year. Like, it feels like it wasn't. Yeah. Kind of January, February, March was all, like, the main part of the vaccine rollout. So I thought he deserved an award. Mm, That's a good one. Um, Next one is Shadow Minister of the Year. So who have you gone for? Anyone? Do you (laughs) even know anyone? Um. So I think for Marcus Rashford <laughs> because I think he's done a better job holding the government to account than all the other shadow ministers because I was going through the list and just none of them had done anything pretty much. And Marcus Rashford held the government to account, got a U-turn out of them. So yeah, he, he's my one. Rob, you were very quiet there. Yeah, well, it's sort of the same as Caden. There's not. Could you name not... a shadow minister? Yeah, of course I can. <laughs> Go on then. Um, well, Angela Rayner. Oh, nice. Okay, he's got away with it. He's got. I thought we'd yeah. I mean, show him. To be honest, I don't think I could go much further than that. Um, well, this is what this is what mine's kind of come to. 
I was thinking until about a month ago when they did the reshuffle, I could probably name them, but only because, you know, I'm a bit of a nerd. Like, not many people are going to know who, like, half the Shadow Cabinet were because they're all a bit crap. But that's why I've gone for Yvette Cooper, who is the new Shadow Home Secretary, who's only been in the job since, like, just before Christmas. But she's a she big hasn't name. Done anything then. Yeah, but she's a big name. She's come back in. She's making Labour look serious. She's, you know, she's punchy. She's actually going to hold the government to account. And most importantly, she's going to cut through because people know who she is, which I know is quite a low okay, bar, okay. but <laughs> I think I think it's important. No, to be right. fair, I, I was going to go with Angela Rayner because she actually has got a bit of presence about her, hasn't she? Yeah. Like, you, you do hear about her because she's just always, like, going really hard on the Tories about all the sleaze allegations and just everything. She has so got a bit of fight. She's done the right job. She's a bit abrasive, but like at least she's like in the spotlight. That is a fair, that's fair. Uh, backbencher of the year. Did you have anyone? I actually have the Theresa May on this one. Ooh! Oh, wow. Because I thought that she was going to fade away into like the depths of wherever the former prime ministers go. But I actually, I've seen like a few of her speeches and like a few of her like when she just stand up and says stuff in the comments. And I actually think she's done a pretty good job. She is the new leader of the opposition. But, oh, um, wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no, she, she has been quite like fiery this year. She doesn't Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's got I don't know if she's bitter. Now, hasn't she? Yeah. I wish she'd been like that when she was PM. A lot of people yeah. have said that. Can we have Theresa May back? Well, yeah, I no, said I just, it all. I was like... There's not good highlights of that. <laughs> no, it's quite funny though. It, I don't know if it's driven by bitterness or genuine opposition, but it's quite funny. I guess part uh, of it is like she's got her like she's put her ego's probably like grown a bit now. She's been like prime minister, so she's not like nervous about anything. And but she also has no <laughs> responsibility anymore because she's just like That's a backbencher, so she can do what she wants. So she's probably like been harboring all of these like thoughts. There are zero shits just given. letting them all out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, I went for Tom Tugendhat, who a lot of people won't have heard of. He's the chair of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee, so basically the committee of MPs which hold the Foreign Office, the Foreign Secretary to account. And he was really big around the time of all the Afghanistan withdrawal stuff, because he was um, he fought in Afghanistan before he was an MP, and he was helping loads and loads of people get out. And like his speech in the comments on it was like one of those that like I think even if you don't follow politics, you probably saw a bit of it, and it's quite quite moving. So I thought he definitely deserved mm. that. Um, right, nice. the big one then. We'll go. We'll start with political party of the year. Mm. Um, you, this you, is an interesting you, one. You're not looking like. You're madly keen on this one. Well, the uh, thing is, I'm not going to pick the Conservative Party because of the way they've handled the pandemic and all of the sleaze allegations. They've just been like getting in loads of trouble, basically. And then I also don't really want to go to the Labour because I feel like they should have done a way better job holding the Tories to account. Because like when you think of all the opportunities they've got to like hold them to account and make them look bad this past year, and they're They've still missed like, a few open goals. Yeah, and like the Tories are still polling, like not even that badly. So I'm not going to give it to them. 
which leaves us with the Lib Dems and the Greens. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to give it to the Lib Dems because they've had they had a couple of good by-election victories, haven't they? Like a couple of unexpected ones. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like they, they deserve something, don't they? So to be fair, I'm, they I'm have... I'm going to give them a the, bit of limelight. Well, it's at Chesham and Amersham and then the North Shrop- Shropshire one. Yeah. More it, recently. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair... A fair answer. Do you reckon they'll have a big comeback at the election? Or do you think it's just kind of like by elections no. only? I'd, I don't it's think It's just so. anti Tory. I don't think there's anything that people inherent to the Lib Dems that people are actually drawn to. They're just so, anti Tory. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> really. They're not, they're not even polling that well, are they? Like, no. It's not like there's like a sudden surge in support. I think they just probably got like a couple random seats. Just like a not Boris vote, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, literally. Uh, okay, then. Uh, the big one, the big, big one, politician of the year. Rob, do you have anyone? Um, That's a no. Rob, give him time to think. Give him time to think. Yeah, give me time to think. <laughs> Rob will come back to you. Imagine yeah, coming right. on this prestigious political media sport news podcast and not even bothering to prepare your answers disgraceful behavior it's pretty disgraceful if you ask me don't laugh about this i'm not finding oh, it's funny. not a laughing matter I it's right. I was laugh. no, it just i should go i should go <laughs> jackie weaver on you and chuck you out yeah do it you need me too we both yeah, not, yeah at the end at the end <sighs> hmm Right, sorry, Caden, your politician of the year. Um, I don't have Rishi Sunak again because I, I do think the furlough scheme was a big success. I didn't that mind was the budget. Twenty twenty, but no, nah, it's carried on now, hasn't it? It has. It did carry yeah. on. Yeah, it did carry on. Yeah, and then um, he's had like decent approval, like throughout a lot of it, hasn't he? He's so, quite popular. I, I just couldn't really think of anyone else who's done like any huge things really like a shining star no yeah um yeah that's fair do you reckon he'll remain popular because a lot he had to put up taxes and a lot of people didn't like that and a lot of people this stuff like comes and goes in phases do you reckon he'll hang on um i think he will to be honest he's quite impressive isn't he whatever you think yeah he's very like he's very like professional like he gives you like the way he comes across like makes you trust him i feel like the opposite that might, that might not be like yeah not <laughs> that he's actually incredibly trustworthy because i bet no. he's got some sleaze going on there in the background and he was involved very, in the <laughs> green seal stuff wasn't he so yeah it's what very easy slimy, but... he just came into a cabinet which a lot of people don't like i feel like he's new he doesn't really have much of a reputation it's just easy to like at the moment people That's don't true. really know do they he's got no like demons like historic demons but yeah exactly Tony Blair had never been a minister before he became prime minister, so <laughs> like that. you never know. Yeah. Um, mine is Wes Streeting, who is the shadow health secretary. He's come basically in the last year. He's gone from schools minister, shadow schools minister, so like a pretty low level job. He then became child poverty secretary, which isn't really a job. And then Thomas. Now, well, it's not a job, is it? Like, we don't have a child oh. poverty ministry. Like, you don't need a like a specific minister for that. But anyway, um, Tom, are you inferring that child poverty is not a <laughs> issue? 
No, I'm just saying it doesn't need a whole government department. But anyway, we. I mean, he's I, now, I, Rob, I will kick you. We will move. Stop staring. I find them comments very hurtful. But you can move I apologise for any offence caused, but I do. Yeah, okay. on, I just want to hold this podcast to account. We can move on now. I can't let comments like that go. Sorry. Thank you, but no, he's now shadow health secretary. And I think that he's done a really good job in that. He's genuinely like cut through in the media in a way that most shadow cabinet ministers haven't. But also, unlike most of like the big beasts, he's young and like new in a way that, you know, like Yvette Cooper, who I was talking about earlier, was like in Tony Blair's cabinet. And it's just like, they're kind of like the last generation and he is the new generation. But, um, yeah. Let's you know move think, on. Though, like part part of his success is just that he's in like quite a convenient role. Because like of, of all yeah, the roles, but you have to like, do well in the in cabinet role. that you could be in. But it's like quite easy to like point out all of the problems in the health sector that's going on right now. But I feel like it's just Yeah, but it's like, like easy easy target for him. Okay then. Who is the guy but who did it before him? <laughs> I don't know. You can't name him, can you? Because he was bad at his job. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, who actually it, was it? It was John Ashworth, who is like oh, yeah, okay. not very famous. Uh, yeah. Right then, we've got loads to get through, so we're going to carry on. You've also uh, got nine minutes left in the meeting. No, we haven't, Caden. No, we haven't. Oh, I've. I will sort this out because okay. classic Zoom. We only have forty minutes, but it'll be fine. Um, you should have started institutional email, Thomas. Thank you, Rob. No that, worries, mate. I'm not. I'm not noticing many of your political contributions here. Only checking to undermine the podcast. Mate, it's been 2021. I mean, I'm just. I'm just trying to bring some joy out here. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, so, no leader of the year, Britain. Oh, did, so, did this mean like leader of countries in the UK? Well, no, just like a general leader. Just you know, someone who you think's taken the lead. Like you could so go for Aiden, huh? You could go for Nicholas Sturgeon, Aiden. <laughs> oh, well, go... if, if it was leader of Britain, then I was gonna just because I don't need, <laughs> like she's the only one who's actually got a bit of presence, isn't she? Really? Yeah, I mean, but, um, fair enough. In, I'll go for Gareth Southgate. That's a good answer. That was mm. my that was my answer. Then I thought it's a bit cringy. So I went. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh no! No, it's a good answer though. I've gone for Alok Sharma, which is a very Tom Horn answer. Twenty six guy. That is the COP twenty six guy. So yeah. he, uh, nah, nah. Rob, what, 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 what's sure wrong with Alok Sharma? He led like... the agreement of COP. Led to the agreement of COP twenty six very well. Represented Britain very well. What more could you want? A COP26 gets heralded as this massive agreement that's, done, that's going to do so much good, but what did they actually agree? Like, to face they, they down didn't... coal every, across every, the world. Every... Yeah, but Reforestation. No, but China, people went there with the idea that, oh, we're going to get rid of, we're going to stop using coal. India and China and all the other countries just bargained well, it down. There's going to be a significant reduction. It's just like every, it's, it's just oh, heralded as this thing. I'm not sure I agree with you, Thomas, to be honest with you. 
That's really good to know, Rob. But until you have some contribution to this awards, for example, answers to the list of awards that I sent you last night, I'm not really, oh, really interested. There's not a personal thing. It's just the fact that you're you're saying COP26 is significant when it's just... It is. Caden, do you think it's a success? Um, <laughs> when I, I think it's obviously definitely positive getting everyone together in collaboration and kind of like keeping the issue in the forefront of politics. Yeah. But um, I can't really think of like... I, I don't know. It's, it's been like a bit of an anti-climax is all I'd say. Because there was a yeah. lot of build-up to it. And then like so many important people were in the same place. And then when you look at like what's come of it, it almost doesn't match the presence of the actual event. But that's it was, fair it was that countries will meet next year to pledge further cuts to emissions of CO two. I mean, it's just pushing the problem forward. That's what always happens at this climate. Well, it was there was some progress, but I, I yeah. take your point. It's I take probably your point. Re- relative to other climate agreements, it's probably a little right. bit better, but far from enough. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. That ag- agreed. Uh, Wait, Rob. You need leader, leader of the year. Leader of the year, Rob. Have you got one? Um, football manager, go. Google, I mean, I don't know, mate. That's a no. Okay. <laughs> Leader of the Year International. Oh. I went for Jacinda Ardern. Okay. Go New on. Zealand. Any well, I, she, let's be honest, she banged out COVID, didn't she? Well, like, this they've, is what. They, they've, done, they've done so well in COVID. And I'm going to disagree cool with you. Like here. A youngish woman in politics leading the country. I agree with you about the youngish woman bit. But last year they nailed COVID. This year I think they've gone too far because they oh, locked what, down the, the yeah, yeah they locked down the country for like one COVID case to keep the like zero COVID policy, and I just don't think it works. Like but, how yeah. the whole I mean, I mean I do not like Boris Johnson. I do not like the way he's handled any of this at all in any way. However, there is truth in the fact that we have to live with COVID to an extent, like. Not completely, we don't have to let it run riot, but you do have to have some kind of perspective and denying people from entering the country and seeing their families and all of that kind of thing just isn't really acceptable, I wouldn't have said, at this stage of the pandemic. I mean, at some point you need to get immune to COVID-19 or you're going to have to be in lockdown forever. So, I mean... Well, that's why we have vaccines. vaccines Yeah, but you're just going to have six months forever. Yeah, but you just keep no, getting. Um, are we having to explain vaccines to Robert? No, but like what with what you were saying, there's like a bit of a trade-off in terms of the freedom because yeah, like when when you look like we've obviously we've got probably more freedom, freedom than people in New Zealand at the moment, yeah. but but then when you look at our current situation, we're gonna we're gonna have to live with restrictions for probably longer than them, and they just like <laughs> limited freedom for like one thing, and they've basically been chilling this like whole pandemic hmm. in terms of COVID. I don't know. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Uh, my leader of the year was Angela Merkel, who obviously stepped down this year after 16 years as Chancellor. She's not done anything specific. Rob, you just cut out them, but I saw the words you mouthed, and that is not acceptable <laughs> language for my podcast. <laughs> what did you just no, say? I, I, Do not repeat the word. But... I, didn't, I didn't cut out. I just mouthed it so you could, because uh, I didn't want to say it. That's partly. It began with an F. And we then can leave it in the off. listeners' imagination. Yeah, you can imagine what he said, which is <laughs> completely unacceptable. But yeah, Angela Merkel, obvious reasons, really. Very good, stable leader of Europe and of Germany. Powerhouse of Europe. And powerhouse and 
uh, the continent and the European Union, etc., will be poorer without her. Uh, we will leave it there for a second because the Zoom room is about to run out, but we'll be back with more, including the sport, media and cultural moments of the year after this. Welcome back. Rob has poured his coffee. I've just had a refresher getting through the Christmas sweets. So we'll move on again to some of the moments of the year. So the big things which have happened. Uh, political moment of the year, Caden. Um, I reckon it was Matt Hancock having an affair. Because <laughs> let's be honest, that was pretty funny. Hands I was trying to face us. Yeah, I was trying to pick among like the funniest scandals. And Dominic Cummings was close, but I think Matt Hancock had his That was 2020. There. That was years ago. I just lose, I literally just lose track of time. The last like, two COVID. It just all blends what? into one. Yeah. Rob? Um, I mean, they're not really politicians, but do you, do you remember when Ant and Deck said about the, the social distancing and the Christmas party? Yep. That was my yeah. second choice. My first one was Matt Hancock. My second was all the Downing Street party <laughs> stuff. So yeah. good choice. That really I'm interested to know what you think of that. Did that like Actually, make you angry? All of that that Downing Street party stuff? Because some people are like enraged by it, myself included. Then some people are like, "Actually, no, I don't really care." Um, I I like don't, but I know that I should. Like, yeah, I think it's because I haven't really sacrificed like a huge, huge amount for COVID. Like, like if I was like a frontline NHS worker, then it would like make me so mad thinking that they have different rules to you. Yeah. Okay. International moment of the year. Uh, Rob, have you got one? Yeah, I can start, mate. Yeah. Um, you guys might have heard about a thing called GameStop. That's my oh, I, I heard about this. Uh, just because, just because of how crazy it was. Like that was everybody... like the stock that was dying, yeah. and everyone saved it. Yeah, because yeah. kind of short sell it, and then major hedge fund, major hedge funds went went broke and bankrupt because people because were just so many people have bought it yeah it was yeah it's just such a mad thing like, it's so one yeah. of those moments that's kind of gone under the radar actually considering like how yeah. crazy it was yeah i mean it was big at the time but it's definitely faded away a lot now hasn't it yeah caden um i went for the inauguration of joe biden Oh yeah, it's yeah. a bit boring, but I feel like Very it would classic, have a, but... yeah, it would, no, it would have a big impact on the world in terms of like climate change and America rejoining the WHO, and then obviously there was a whole capital riot, so that was a pretty pretty big event. I was going to choose the capital riots, but in the end, I went for the moment which I think will have the most impact internationally, because I feel like the capital riots is quite concentrated on America, and that was the yeah. withdrawal from. Afghanistan so like the evacuation of Kabul because the Taliban were pressing so much on um, on the American forces there and then Joe Biden said right we're withdrawing which I think could be the biggest mistake of his presidency and also it's just so like really? tragic yeah genuinely to because that whole area is now more unstable more people are having their lives ruined there's no freedoms and I just think it sends such a bad signal for someone like you talking about the inauguration he comes in and he's like this is a new america 
and then the first thing he like the first major international thing he does is withdraw from Afghanistan. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I feel like you've got to think about the alternative though. Because imagine if yeah. it just goes on, like the whole Afghanistan Afghanistan thing just goes on for the next 30 years, just exactly the same. It's just gonna be <laughs> We don't have time to get into it, but um yeah, right, point taken. Um <laughs> sporting moment of the year. Rob. Uh, Luke Shaw scoring versus Italy. Not, in not a great end. It was a it was a hell of a finish. Yeah. So the yeah. Euros final. Yeah. Or just but, well, specifically no, not, not, Luke Shaw. Specifically that goal because it was just an just an incredible feeling. I don't know if anyone I, else has watched it. But, I, mean. I did. I was sat in the seat I'm yeah. sat in now, and it it was it was amazing. The hope and then the the failure, but like it was yeah. it was like the despair, but also like. Everyone was so sad, but at the same time, like, you know what, we can do this and we can do this again. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. Caden, did you have yeah. one? I went for that as well, yeah. Yeah, that was oh, mine wow. as well. But I also wanted to give a special de- special, um, special mention to Tom Daly for winning gold in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. And Just you got to... the same first name. What? Just because you got the same first name. Yeah, that is, that's, that's the only reason. <laughs> so yeah, Tom Daly, but also Emma Raducanu, uh winning the US Open, which was just a bit of a wow moment. Like, I'm not mad on tennis. Like, I'll watch it, but I'm not mad on it. But it was, I just thought, like, I I was gripped. Yeah. Mm. Okay, media moment of the year. Have you got anything? Um, maybe Tom Horn interviewing Jackie Smith. To be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna have. I thought that was up there. Oh, like that sent ripples through our culture. Me interviewing Jackie yeah. Smith. Well, that was a good interview. Swift. I didn't. Jackie Smith was a great interviewee, and it is available to listen to on all good podcasting platforms. Go on my Twitter, and you find the links. Oh. But yeah, that was that was a great moment. I don't think it was the media moment of the year, though. Luckily. Rob's got none, and Caden is this about me. I've got three, so I can make up for all of us. <laughs> oh, my God. So, number one was my good friend Jackie Weaver going viral because I thought that was just hilarious. Yeah. Number two, the whole Meghan Markle thing, which led to Piers Morgan leaving GMB and storming out. Rob, you're, you're looking quite incensed about that one. Oh no no no! It's like it's it's just very funny. Yeah, I don't. It, really... it, it was a good one. Yeah, I'm but not then... really that the, the royals. Oh, um, but my personal favourite was GB News launching, and it was a shit show, like a complete <laughs> and utter awful. Like it's much better. I say better now. I don't agree with a lot of the crap they come out with, but. It's it's better produced now, but at the time it was like being filmed on a basically looked like a phone, and the set had no lights and it was like black and the sound was not synced up with the not synced up with the video. Like it was worse than the production quality of this podcast, and that is saying something. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Wow. But no, lots to talk about with GB News. We could do an hour, but we won't. Um, sports personality of the year. Rob? Well, I'm not, I'm not, 
you could just say Marcus Rashford, but I'm going to let someone else talk about that. So I assume one of you will. Um, sports personality of the year. Thomas Tuchel. I don't know. <laughs> Thomas Why? Why? Yeah. Because what's he done? Just pragmatic, but still we score goals. I mean, we win. We won the Champions League. Chelsea. Chelsea winning the Champions yeah. League with Thomas Tuchel makes him sports personality of the year. In a yes. year of a, yeah, a, in the year of a Euros, the Olympics, that amazing yeah. US Open Let's final, but Chelsea winning the when Champions think, League. When you say sport, you do just think football, though, don't you? Let's let's be real. Right, we're not going there. No, we're not. We're not about that on this podcast. We're not. We do all sports. Caden, what was he, who was yours? I've gone for Emma Raducanu. I think very it's good. very hard to go past her for sports personality. Because the, I obviously the, the final was amazing one. and it was like the first person to British person to win a Grand Slam in like however many years, like 50 years. But like it was just so like out of nowhere. Like she'd literally she'd never I think wasn't it that she'd never even won like a Grand Slam match before or something? And then just went like completely unbeaten. Yeah. That's like the top she, in the world. she qualified as a wild card. She didn't even qualify. Yeah. It's just so out of nowhere. Like yeah. even not for the UK, that would have been like a crazy event. Yeah, uh, mine was Gareth Southgate for obvious reasons. Um, journalist or broadcaster of the year, Caden? Giving it to Laura. Laura Kay. I mean, she she's just she's just so consistent, isn't she? And then in honour of her stepping down, I feel like she deserves some recognition. It's so funny you say that because that is mine. Reporting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Everything nice. you said, plus the interview she did an interview with Dominic Cummings about working oh, government, yeah. everything, and basically like destroyed his reputation, which isn't what you're supposed to, <laughs> it's, not, it's not what you're there to do as a journalist, but you know, it was just such a brilliant interview. She held him to account so well. So I thought Laura too, yeah. especially given that she's stepping down. I want to see what she does next though, and who replaces her. Yeah, I know. I, think, I don't job. think you can really fill those shoes, can you? Not, not on the level of Sounds Laura. like Laura's got herself a fan in Caden. Laura Kingsburg. Yeah, she Hit has, Tom. <laughs> okay. Right. Moving on. Um, you can oh. hold me to account. And oh, Rob, have you got <laughs> one? Have you bothered to prepare this one? Yeah, of course. Go on. Come on, Tom. Think. Ask your mind that why. Is it Media... Piers Morgan? No, Tom, it's you, mate. <laughs> oh, of course oh. it is. I mean, that's I very kind. That's very kind of you, Rob. Uh, you deserve it, mate. That's that's very good of you. Moving what's, what's on. Award, Book of the year. Like all right, you, you've laid um, it on enough now. I forgive you I for. Agree. I forgive you for all the trouble you're causing. So. Yeah. I will accept the award gratefully. Book of the year, Caden. Right. Um. So I don't have one from 2021. Um. Yeah, but is it one you've like you just but you'd recommend? I've got. Yeah, no, I've got one that's like thematically related to 2021. It's called This Is Going To Hurt by Adam Kay. You might have heard of it. It's about like oh, um, the, a junior doctor it. in the year. And like, I read it this year and it's just so funny, isn't it? And I thought it was quite relevant to this year with all of the like, pandemic stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good book. Every, I mean, most people will have heard of it. It's it's like his account of being, his, his diary of being a junior doctor, but it's quite like, it's really funny, but it's also sad at times, and it's like really, 
tells you a lot about yeah the NHS. And like everyone I know who's read it just is like in love with it. Yeah, I have gone for something more intellectual, I suppose, which makes me sound quite sad, and also gives me a chance to give a cheeky plug to an interview I did, because I've gone for when America stopped being great by Nick Bryan, which basically he was the BBC's New York correspondent. And he wrote this book about how, when he came to America, he fell in love with it. But over time that was under Ronald Reagan. And then since then it's kind of like declined and he's watched the decline and it ends with the Capitol riots and like all of the drama around that. And it's hard to explain, but he's just, it's really thought provoking. And it makes you think about a lot about America, but like the West more generally. And it's like a really, it's a good read as well. It's not like dry because I hate like, you know, if it's like an essay, I can't be bothering with that. So yeah. that is that is mine. And you can listen to my interview with him again by looking at all of the links on my Twitter, which, and you'll find it there. Or you can watch Paint Dry. <laughs> or you can watch, <laughs> or you can listen to my great award, award-winning podcast Rob because I, I can now call my podcast award-winning now you've given me broadcaster oh, of the year yeah, it's... broadcaster of the year from on the what's occurring podcast that's prestigious Caden mm. can I be guest uh, of the year on the what's occurring podcast oh well Caden you can have 2021 I'll take 2020 well it's not going to be oh, Rob okay, is it okay. <laughs> <laughs> TV series of the year Caden um Squid Game, just because of like the impact it had, like in like when I went out for Halloween, like everyone was wearing Squid everyone. Game costumes. Like nothing yeah. really has gone that far into our culture, has it? Fair enough, Rob. Um, yeah, I don't have one. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> um, I confession have not. F- I've watched the first couple episodes of Squid Game. But I'm going to get into it like this week. I've been waiting all like Christmas holiday to get to it. And I'm okay, finding okay. out I'm going to watch it. So I'm looking forward to that. I picked Line of Duty. Start, like, it starts like pittering out and you're like, oh, this isn't worth it. And then you just start episode four and then you're good. Just getting through the first few. It's mm-hmm. a bit strong. Okay, that's good to know. Um, For anyone that is... Anyone who's... Da- I'm not going to lie. I'm doubting a bit, uh, a bit. So I'm glad you've said that. Uh, my series was The Line of Duty. Because it's just like the thrills, mm. like it is quite. It's it's a it's just a mad one, and everyone was saying they hated the ending, but I actually thought it was really good because it sets it up for next series, and I feel like the next series is probably going to be the last, but it's going to be the best. Um, film of the year, anyone? I want, um, can I take this one first? Yeah, go on. Go. Don't look. Don't look. I don't oh, know, but... good choice. Yeah, I I just I watched it when it came out. Just clicked on it on Netflix, and I was like, "Wow, it's just a, it's basically a metaphor for like misinformation and it's like climate change, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's about like like conspiracy. It's just sort of like so. Basically, there's this comet that's coming to Earth, and then people, the scientists, are all saying, "Look, this comet's coming. We, we're all going to die." Yeah. And then nobody really takes it's any notice. Not- uh, accept that so they just say don't look up <laughs> people believe <laughs> yeah. it yep it's a it's a great film actually i chose yeah. the james bond yeah. film no time to die because i thought it just is one of my favorite bond films but also like i watched it in the cinema 
and I was so like focused on it. Like it's weird. Like I've never been to the cinema and been so like like engrossed by a film. Enthroned. Which I know sounds a bit weird, but it's it is true. Caden. Wow. Um, I don't really watch films, so I went for the, the one that I did watch, which is 14 Peaks on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's about um, I've heard it. I've climbs, watched it. Like 14 of the world's highest peaks within like I can't remember how many months it was, but oh, it, um, sound quite good. it was just like it was like a like crazy crazy feat in the mountaineering world, and it's very inspiring if you, if you want to watch it. Nice, um, song, artist, album, basically music of the year. Hmm. I only really listen to drum and bass. Uh, Really that big, so I don't know if um, yeah, I'm a bit the same. Um, I'm trying to think of something mainstream. Yeah, <laughs> I don't maybe, know. No, I've got, got one. one. Um, Go on. Heat Waves by the Glass Animals could be some of them. Oh. Because I feel like everyone loved that. And I just remember, like, when that, when that, like, so it came out earlier, didn't it? But it when did. everyone actually started listening to it. Um, it was like this summer. It was just like a really good time, wasn't it? It was all like sunny and like the restrictions at ease and all Good whatever. times. Yeah. Just, yeah. Nice memories. I've gone for ABBA and their new album. Because I think to oh, come back okay. after 40 years. <laughs> That's such an old person thing to say. Right. Okay. So when this was all announced in the summer, we were doing the podcast and I got violated for it then and I'm getting violated <laughs> for it now. But I stand by it. I rate the to commitment. come back after 40 years and you're still like as popular as ever but you you still you go no oh. we're gonna come back and we're gonna like prove ourselves and then to release a banging album i know a lot of people didn't like it but i did i think deserves credit mm. what okay. are you gonna go for rob drum and bass artist of the year uh well you know what yeah what I've drill got, are I've... you listening to there's a label called dmb all stars and they just pick up random oh. small and there's this guy called Jamesy with a Z, and yeah, he, he, he's good songs, and he's just tiny, so maybe maybe hit, hit him up. Wow. It's quite quite liquidy as well and nice, so just yeah. for your your beginning drum and bass sort of career, it'd be quite nice to listen to it. Lovely, lovely. Um, right then, looking to the future and to 2022, which of course we are now in, rising stars. So rising star for politics uh Caden have you got one um I mean I'm tempted to go with Rishi Sunak because I feel like yeah. he will actually rise up through the ranks and if there is when you say rise up through the ranks there is only minister, one more there is only one more rank to rise up all right it's a saying all right yeah um, I'm sure that but yeah I, I, I can I can see him basically if someone else becomes prime minister I can see it in him but um I reckon Marcus Rashford could be a shout as well. Because I, I find it hard to believe that he's got this politically involved and had such success and he's just going to never do it again. But I feel so, like we yeah. haven't seen the last of him. It's interesting you say that because mine is Gary Neville. Because oh yeah, I think oh, he's sure getting that. more and more ferocious in his attacks on the government and oh. that kind of thing. And I just think he's got money he's got success he's got fame he'll be at i mean this is just me theorizing but i just think he's probably like at a really point gone. in his life where he wants a new chance a bit like me yeah yeah money success fame 
don't think I've ever been compared to Gary Neville, and I definitely don't have money or fame, but yeah. <laughs> no, I just think like he's probably ready for a new challenge, and I can see him either becoming an MP or like taking on a more formal role in in politics. He, he won't be an MP. Why I don't not? Think he'll be an MP. Just keep no, talking. I, can't see him. I don't I, think I, he's I, really got the brain power reading his Twitter. No, he's just, he's just really abrasive and like. Yeah, I think that's part of the shtick, though, isn't it? It's like he's relatable. Well, yeah, in some clearly sense, not buying it? over Caden. Rob, no, do you have one? Not. Um, that'd be a no. I mean, I mean, too cool. The Chelsea fans love him, so he could be set to have. Thanks for your valued contributions to this podcast. Um, rising star, everything else, which I know is a very wide category. Yeah. Do you have mm-hmm. anything? Couple DMB, um, I'll go to Tom Horn on that one. I think this year, this year's going to be a successful year. For the podcast. Be, I think guests. I've got some great stuff coming up, including exclusive. I'm doing a documentary, so wow, big, it is a big is year it? for Tom Horn. I can't say that. Can we, can we can we talk about it? Can we talk about Tom's future work no. at all? Well, Any, anything. That's that's all I can yeah. say. All I can say is subscribe to What's Occurring, follow me on Twitter at home, Tom Horn Tweets, and subscribe yeah. to the latest, the LSR News Podcast for all of my works. And you will always, have to um, see. I always like your tweets on Twitter, Tom. I hope you, you appreciate that. Thank you, Rob. You always like them. Yeah, I do, yeah. Caden doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> <not> me. <laughs> what can I say? I don't really use it. Okay. Right. Can we stop talking about me, please? We're supposed to be reviewing. Oh, you do love it. No, I don't. You are the year, Tom. Thank you. Um, my rising star is a bit of an odd <laughs> one. It is electric cars because I feel like this could be the year where yeah. it kind of switches. I feel like it's becoming more and more the mainstream to get an electric car if you're buying a new car, and loads of more. Yeah. Like everywhere you go, they're popping up like charging points. I just think that in the next couple yeah. of years, electric cars will be the norm. Mm. Nah. The thing is, everyone says that every year, though. Like, we've probably, like... probably already said that last year. Yeah, but I genuinely probably, think we're still... seeing it. Mm. Nah, you're seeing it. You're seeing it for rich people that can afford them. You're not seeing them for anyone else. That's true. That is true. But and it's going to start... be five years. Electric car is going to is worth like ten k or five k, so a normal person can buy it. And that's, that's just true. like a second hand one. And new, yeah, they're but... still like. 50. That is true. But, yeah, I mean it's. Definitely a rising star. Mm, it will be interesting to watch and see. Um, some predictions now, then. Uh, the main one. Will Boris be Prime Minister in 2023? So yeah, if he's already I'm, think, I'm thinking we reconvene here, same time in 2023, and go through these. So pick your answers wisely. You both think he will be? Oh, no, this is a good idea. I think he will be, yeah. Caden? Yeah, I'm sorry, but if, if he can hang on through like all of this, like there's literally nothing he can't do. I but then also, he won't there, are, be. there are quite really? a lot of MPs that can rebel, and if they rebel with Labour, mm. on, yeah, then and if, to, he, a, 
There's a lot of unhappy backbenchers. Like, Labour and that are always going to hate him. There's always going to be, you know, people on Twitter are always going to be moaning about him. But I think, genuinely, his own are turning on him. And I yeah. think that means that he'll be out by, ne by next Christmas. And to be honest, I just don't think he's enjoying the job. I don't think you don't get the energy from him that you, if you like watch Tony Blair or you know even like Gordon Brown or Theresa May, they're not like charismatic people, but they clearly love the job. Mm. I just don't get that vibe from him, and I don't think he's he'll hang on because I just think the backbenchers, well, they don't even think he's a Tory now, do they? I just think he'll be gone. I mean, the massive is... inquiry, he'll he's going to get roasted probably. Yeah. yeah. You've got the Down the Street Party inquiry coming any day, yeah. and also the, the big COVID inquiry starts. That's that's on, yeah, because I think yeah. no one really cares about like the Westminster bubble, but with the COVID inquiry, I think could start that is early. true. Rob, um, well, I mean, I think his main thing is being a like electoral asset, and he's definitely lost that now. So he's sort of no more use. So at the very most, he'll hang yeah. on until his term, but. If, if he can't get stuff through and the 100 Tory MPs keep rebelling, then as soon as he can't get stuff through, it's, it's over, isn't it, really? So that could definitely happen. But I'm going to say he will still be there just because I think he just You like being can. different. Because <laughs> I that think he just can't. Who's going to replace him if he goes? Caden, I reckon you're going to say Rishi Sunak. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Rishi's got enough. Or Les power. Trust. Yeah. What about Rishi would be Les Trust, though? Jeremy Hunt, is that the one? Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know. He, a bit of I think, following Boris, they're going to want someone who looks quite serious. And I think Rishi Sunak, Liz Truss, or Jeremy Hunt would fit that. I th I'm going to say, I'm going to say Rishi Sunak for the same reason that they got Boris, which was like an electoral asset. But it wouldn't surprise me. I think people are writing off Liz Truss too much because she's really popular among Tory members. And yeah. at the end of the day, Tory members elect leaders, not the general public. Yeah. What are we going to... What Any COVID predictions? Because I think COVID will still be a thing, but you won't have yeah. to self-isolate. All of that will go. I and yeah, like, if you get it, common it will just become a common cold. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to test. Yeah, I think... like, look after yourself, I guess. Yeah, Wear so. a mask. But How many more boosters do you think there'll be? Do you think there'll be, we'll still be doing boosters in 2023? Yeah, we'll definitely be doing boosters yeah. because boosters are the mm. only thing that's going to keep it semi under control. Well, not if it you... becomes. It, yeah, unless there's a new variant and it becomes more mild again, but you can't really bank on that, can you? Well, probably that's probably going to happen, isn't it? In other countries, at least. Yeah, okay, it's safe to say there'll be a new variant. Whether or not it'll be more mild is the question. Like, it probably will, but we never really know. We've yeah. got to hope. Okay, uh, yeah. any other predictions? We're going to win the World Cup. Oh, Obviously. mine was, with, mine was that statement. we're not going to. Thomas. Well, I Actually, think the biggest did we even be at the World Cup, but I don't think we've got enough time for that. No, we haven't got enough time for that. But my prediction is we will do well at the World Cup, but we won't win because it's in Qatar and it's in winter. I just the conditions are so weird. What does that mean? So I don't instead, really of, mean. 
I just think that the conditions are too different and it'll be really hot and it's just not nah. prime conditions for an English team. They're all right because they'll just train out there like and be fine, I reckon. But yeah, I don't know. I really. like your I mean, optimism. Well, I think we'll definitely do well. Caden? I'm cool enough. Any predictions? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think they'll win. Right. What about Joe Biden? Is he going to last another three years? People are not happy with him at the moment. I wouldn't have said particularly. Oh, do, do you think? I think a lot of people, like a lot of his legislation isn't going through. He's, see, he seems quite old and just, people aren't happy. America though, isn't it? Most people don't pass there. Like, I think there's, there's stats that show like presidents pass like 40 or 50% of what they actually want to because Congress is so polarised. Okay. Um, my other predictions. I got two more predictions. Keir Starmer is going to have another reshuffle because he's going to want to get like election ready, and that will be a banging cab, a banging shag to the cabinet, and he will give Boris a run for his money if there's an election. And you think wow. Boris a run for his money? I wouldn't. I don't think he'll win, but he will slash the wow, majority. Like that is a lack of faith. Wow, that's a bold statement. Yeah, but it will probably be more of an anti-Boris vote than a pro-Kia vote. All he's got to be yeah, is exactly. competent. But either way, I think it will happen. And my other one is that Piers Morgan is launching his new TV show. And I think it will be very successful. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can get on board with that. Cool. Right. Thank you very much for joining me, boys, to review the year. No worries, mate. Thanks for you know bigging me up and all my podcasts so very much. It yeah, is... and just while we're here, Robert CF42 was there. Cheers. You don't even You can oh right, well thanks for that, Rob. Um thank you for listening to What's Current. We will be back uh, very soon with some more episodes. But for now, keep an eye on my Twitter at Tom Tweets, keep an eye on Instagram at What's Current Pod, email us what's current pod at gmail.com. You know, subscribe, all of that. You know, you know the stuff. But for now, thank you, know you and goodbye.